0: You're listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, episode four. Today, I'm going to share the exact strategies that I use to grow my business organically. Get something to write with because you're going to wanna take notes. Let's get started. Lindsay Maloney. Okay I have lots of good things to share with you. I'm so excited to give you the exact things that I use to market my business organically and when I say organically I mean for free without spending any money on ads. I am not spending hours and hours on my computer trying to writing guest blog posts or anything like that. These things that I do are really simple and you can and should do them right now. Um, so if you feel like you are trapped because you don't have this big ad budget, you can totally erase that thought from your mind now because these steps are what I did and what I continue to do in my business. So I can see my subscriber list growing every single day and my followers, my audience grows bigger and more concentrated daily because I do these one, two, three, four, five things. So let's start with the website. I see this so many times. I do free website audits in my Facebook group. And what I notice is nobody is optimizing their site to grow their list whatsoever. They're missing huge things that could that are costing them business. So things like having an announcement bar on the top of your page on your homepage, whether you have Squarespace, WordPress, whatever, it's possible. Do it because that thing sticks up at the top and it stays there until somebody clicks on it because it's not a pop-up. It's just stuck at the top. It's called an announcement bar in Squarespace. I don't know what it's called in WordPress, but you need to have one. And I will usually have it um, geared towards the freebie that I know is directly aligned with my dream client slash student. So usually I will say, I kind of go between a couple of different ones. I have a few freebies that I know my um my dream client will love and we'll get them warmed up, but I also will switch it around and have them come over to my Facebook group. I will do that as well. And then when I'm launching, then I of course want them to join my challenge so they come over to my Facebook group. So I'm strategic a few times a year with the announcement bar where they where I'm taking them, but it is always up because it is that important. So the announcement bar right up at the top is the first thing that you need to have on your site. So you are grabbing, you're getting leads. Okay. So then I'm just picturing a website. I'm closing my eyes and I'm scrolling and I'm wondering, do we have anything in the header that is grabbing people's attention, a call to action, a bold statement and, or a button where we are asking people to do something again. So for me, I will do the same thing. I'll switch it around. Either I'll ask them to join my Facebook group or I'll ask them to down, grab this free workbook. Something, it ha- there has to be something in the header before anybody scrolls anywhere on your site when they go to your homepage i want th- to see at least 3 different calls to action that will you that will help you utilize your visitors and turn them into subscribers and then clients and so forth that's super important and so many people miss this because when they're designing their website they're setting things up they're not quite thinking at the client experience they're thinking how they would want it to look and how they would want it to flow. And it's different because you are more advanced than your ideal client and that's why they need you to help them. So we need to get into their minds, put ourselves in their world and think when they hit that homepage, what are they going to be looking for? Where are their eyes going to go? And what are they going to want to click on and get more of? And we need to get that right away within the first couple seconds or else they're going to hit the back button and they're gone. I also think that the days of having big cluttered homepages full of stuff and content, for me, for my audience, that's kind of um, going away. So I like to keep everything really simple and clean. And I think my um, audience really likes that as well. So know your audience enough to know what they're going to want when they go to your homepage when they start scrolling. Are they going to want to read a bunch of copy or are they going to want just statements and calls to action so they can get to where they want to be faster? And let's take a look at the nav bar. Are we using copy on there that your visitor can identify what it is? Are you using abbreviations that only you understand? Or are you being really clear and simple with the direction that they could possibly go in? And make notes as you walk through and make sure that the path you're taking people on makes sense And the flow is very simple. People feel like they're being taken on a journey, not just to a bunch of random places that they're not sure why they landed there. All right, so the second one is community. Community is super important and is something that I had not realized how important it was. I thought we had to just post consistently and do those social media tasks. But when I started creating a community, I realized that um, I could identify and speak to the women who are in my group in a deeper way than I I can on an Instagram post. The internet is a big place, right? And there are a lot of people who come into my Facebook group, and I can see that they're part of many, many different groups. But I also can see that there are some that are not, and they are maybe more selective with the groups that they come into. And I'm appreciative of both of them. But I do know that we are lacking the sense of community, especially now in this day and age where everything is digital and we can sit behind our computer screens and post and comment on things all day long. But if we're not actually directed towards a place where the the community is smaller, like in a Facebook group, as opposed to all of Instagram or all of Facebook, then we start to feel a little bit lost in our... We feel like our words are getting lost or... Um, the people that we want to listen to, everything is just, it's too much and we start to get overwhelmed. So when I developed my community, the Book Your Dream Clients community on Facebook, I knew that I wanted to do things a little bit different. And the way that I decided to do it was I am not going to have any scheduled posts. I am not, nothing is really going to be consistent in my Facebook community because social media is pretty consistent for me. You could count on me every weekday to post. I post a a lot of the same style of photos. I am very consistent with what I do on Instagram, for example, but the Facebook community, I want that to be just like we're in a friendship and we're going to pop in each other's lives when we have the chance. I'm going to give you value. I'm going to be there for you to answer your questions about your business It's treated totally different than my social media platforms that are available to anybody. Of course, anybody can uh, join my Facebook group, but I like to keep it that vibe. I think that's really important. It's a safe place for people to post pictures of them um, reading their journals or reading their Bible, um, what they think of a book or whatever. It's a safe place that they know they're going to get a response and they're not going to feel like they're just at this alone. And that's really important to me. So think about your audience and where you think they would like to gather around you and learn from you and sit there and know that you're there for them. Even if you didn't post the, the Thursday blah, blah, blah post, you're there. It doesn't have to be the way everyone else does their Facebook groups because they have tens of thousands of people in there. It does not have to be that way. Your Facebook group is like your home. Invite them over. Show them what it's about. How casual is it? How What, what are you about? Make sure it... It um, identifies with their brand and how you portray your business. And I believe I do a really good job with that in my Facebook group because I've always decided to do things the way that I know will work best for me. And I know my clients and students will like it as well. They'll enjoy the experience. They're not going to feel pressured to post on a certain day. They're not going to feel pressured to do anything. It's just an open, comfortable area where people know that they will get value and that I'm here to support them. I am not all about the numbers in there. I just want them to know I'm there for them and that's all that matters to me. All right, the third one is provide value and there's two really big ways we can do that and that's one is with blogging and two is podcasting. They're kind of the same thing. Podcasting is just an audio version of a blog post for me because it's easier for me to sit down and just speak into a microphone than it has been to write a blog post, and I used to blog every single week. And then I went months without doing it, and I knew I had to get back into developing some sort of content to stay, have my business stay relevant. And I knew that was a necessity, but I just didn't have the passion to sit and write out a blog post anymore. the The fireworks were gone; I couldn't get them back. And I, as much as I wanted to, and I still have lots of drafts even in my. Blog post section. I have no intention of going back to them right now and po- and posting them. I have zero intention or like one ounce of passion to go and do that. But it's e- a lot easier for me to sit here at night, like right now when I'm recording this. Everyone in my house is asleep. And I can get ready for bed and sit here and talk in the microphone and know that when this comes out, it's going to help somebody because they're going to be able to listen to it while they're driving in their car to work, while they're working, while they're making dinner, on a walk, exercising, whatever. I know that my audience prefers to digest information in this version right now. And I have to go with that to stay, again, to stay relevant, to stay valuable, to keep up, right? We have to always, we're not looking from side to side and comparing ourselves to everyone, but we are, as business owners, we are noticing how people are sharing content, how um, how they're getting information. In my space, I see people constantly screenshotting the podcast episode they're listening to and sharing it with their audience. I am not seeing anybody taking a screenshot of blog posts because people are just way busier now and they don't have the time to sit down and read a blog post. When I do read a blog post, it's because I'm trying to find a step-by-step thing, right? And that's not an easy thing to podcast about. But for advice and guidance and inspiration, I'm going to be listening to a podcast. I'm going to be searching for keywords and looking at whose um, podcast will resonate with me, who I think I can identify with, and then I'm going to go listen to that person. That's how everyone is doing it right now. Well, not everyone. I can't speak for everybody, but I am noticing high, high trends of people doing this in my space. So take a look at your space and are they more readers? Do they like to, maybe their video, maybe they're all about the video or maybe they're all about the podcast, just like mine are and go with that flow. Only if you feel like this is something that you could really feel aligned with. If you're like, no, I love to blog, I'm going to keep blogging because I love it. And I have, you know, good people coming over. I know I'm providing value and I'm changing the way people feel about their lives and how I'm helping them make a difference. I'm staying with that, Lindsay. Then that's fine. Please go do that. But if you're feeling like something's not quite... Hitting the wall right, and you're not feeling aligned with what you're doing, and you're and you feel like you're just speaking but nobody's listening with your words on the computer screen. Why don't you try something different? It's uncomfortable, it's not easy to get started. I have to admit that, but it is a great way to get your information out there to the people who need it right now. Not only that. People learn to trust you and want to hear more from you because they hear your voice. That's really powerful. I can have all the readers come over to my blog and read blog posts, but if I can get them to hear me on my podcast or come over to my Facebook group and see all the lives that I've done and the things that I've taught so far, that's going to give me way closer relationships with people than say, oh, I, I read your article in March 2017 about this, this, and this that doesn't happen. I want people to talk about my challenges. People talk about the lives that I do. That's what I want. And that's how you get that reaction a lot quicker because they see you in a Facebook group like we talked about and in a podcast, they can hear your voice. Okay. So Pinterest is a game changer. If you do the things that um, I do, you're going to see your monthly views go up. You're going to see more traffic to your website, but I want you to know that putting in place things with putting strategies in place with Pinterest is a long-term game. It's completely different from anything you're going to do on Facebook or Instagram or any other social media platform. It's not really a social media platform. It's more, it's more like a search engine. I will go to Pinterest before I will go to Google because I'm going to see what I want to see faster there. And that's how that's where people are getting their information. So I'm thinking as my ideal client again and I'm using her words when she's on Pinterest. What's she searching for? What kind of content can I create that I can have for her to check out and then get on my list? That's important think of the words that your dream client is searching for on Pinterest. Go in the search bar, start typing it in slowly and you're going to notice I think five things are going to start popping up below you, five different keyword phrases. And those are the top 5 that people are looking for answers for. They're they're wanting to know how they can book more clients. They want to know how they can create a simple email marketing strategy. They want to know how to this and that. And those are the words that we need to be using, those are the pins we need to be creating, those are the blog posts that we need to be writing, the podcast episodes that we need to be creating. Those are golden. Whenever I have trouble finding inspiration for a title or a new freebie idea or just a Facebook live topic, I am going over to Pinterest because it's going to tell me exactly what I should talk about exactly. uh, It's going to tell me the problem that I need to solve for my audience. Not only that, by joining boards, by joining tribes, if use Tailwind, which is what I recommend to everybody to use because it, has, it is a complete lifesaver. Um, making those Making systems work for you so they save you time is going to pay off huge in the end, I guarantee you. Creating a board that is attractive to your ideal client. I want them to go to your board and think, oh my gosh, I could spend all day here. It is so valuable. Having an optimized Pinterest profile and having a business account is super important. Your profile is the first thing that people are looking at. So if you want to go see an example, you can just go over to mine or follow me on Pinterest. It's Lindsay Maloney blog, but I have my website name on there where they can click in the hyperlink and I have it right now. It says I help women scale their coaching business so they can spend more time doing the things they love. Get my ultimate coaching biz toolkit and then I have a bitly link because I'm just trying to use up all the real estate as possible. Yes, we can link up our website on there, but I wanted to add a little bit more. Maybe somebody will go to my profile and say, oh, I want that ultimate coaching biz toolkit. They're going to copy that short link. You can do like a a bit.ly or a pretty URL uh, or a tiny URL or a pretty link, whatever you want to do. And have that in your profile, just another way for them to grab a freebie. You can put your freebie in the link too, but why not have two different things for them to choose from? And I also recommend hiding all the boards that your dream clients are not going to be totally interested in. They might not be interested in the baby names that I picked out for my last two kids because I don't think they had Pinterest when I had my first, but I will keep those secret, um, Or workout plans that I have pinned because I think look awesome that I'll probably never do. Those are all secret ones. Um, secret boards, that's more for your personal life, things that you're, you know, interested in. And your board that is available for everyone to see should be geared towards your dream client. So it's like the, they found like the holy grail of information. I keep you can keep all your your content on one board and then have different subjects that they would be interested in on several other boards. Like for me, I'll have my Lindsay Maloney board. Then I'll have email marketing, um, inspirational quotes, website tips and tricks or Squarespace stuff or color inspiration, just all kinds of different things where they, their eyeballs are just going to go all over the place and they're going to feel like, okay, I'm going to spend some time here, I'm just going to follow her and I'll come back, but I know that this person is going to really resonate with what I need in my business. All right, and for the last one, my favorite place to hang out ever besides home is Instagram. I love Instagram. Not only has this dramatically helped me grow my business, but I've met some amazing people on here and I keep in touch with so many online friends that I never would have met if I wouldn't have been on here. And I absolutely love it. So the first thing I want to see is your profile. And I want to know, is it optimized for you to market your business? Is it optimized? The reason why I have business coach on there is because I want my name to pop up in the search algorithm. I want to be when people are searching for business coach in Instagram under the, the search bar. I want my I want to pop up there. That's important. You can also use a hashtag as well. I help women create and scale high vibe coaching businesses. And then I have, you know, your your list of things that you do. Scale plus simplicity equals dream clients. Creator of Soka free group and then I have calls to action. At the free group I have little fingers pointing down to the link that Instagram provides. And that has led to my click page. I don't use Linktree or anything that a lot of other people use. I decided I'm just going to make my own page on my site. It's lindsaymaloney.com slash click. And it just has a bunch of buttons that I can use and direct people to because I know that I have one goal. I want people to enroll in Soka and I want to work one-on-one with people. They're the same person. It's just the way that they want to work with me basically. So I know that if I put these certain freebies on my click page and I put how to work with me on there, go go to the page to get an example. I can at least take them over to my website and maybe they'll come over and do more with me on the site instead of taking them to a link tree where they're, they're going to peek on and like, uh, I don't really want to go here and they're, they're, not, they're gone. So that's just the strategy that I use and it's super easy to do. And again, I have Squarespace. I just created a new page and just added a bunch of buttons with the links to the landing pages. Also, what about having calls to action in our Instagram posts? Instead of just saying something, what about asking questions? We don't always have to say, go check out my new freebie or go check out my sales page. We don't need to be saying that. Calls to action also include asking questions so you can have them take action and communicate with you. Asking questions is really powerful and people want to talk to you, that gets the discussion ball rolling and then helps you create relationships with the people who take the time to click on your photo, open up all that text, read it, and decide to talk to you. That's super important, and I also want you to make sure that you are responding to everybody who is communicating with you on your profile. Sometimes it gets a little difficult, and some people get lost in the shuffle, but think how important it is when or it was when you con- comment on somebody who you look up to. And they don't comment back on you. And you're kind of like stalking it. Like, come on, write back to me. I know you've seen it. And you're wondering, huh, she must think like I'm a loser. She's not writing back to me or she thinks I'm annoying. And you're like, oh, I should just delete my comment. And all these like crazy things are playing in your head. But then when they do comment back, they communicate back with you. You're like, oh my gosh, my day is made because so-and-so talked to me. And like now I've like made it one step higher up. Those are the silly things we play in our head, but you know that I am speaking the truth and you're nodding your head secretly with me because you feel the same way. All right, so the last thing that I think we're all pretty good at and it's very easy to do is posting stories on our Instagram or posting lives or IGTV, which I have yet to do, but stories I really love to do because my profile is very, um, it's not... everyday ish. I don't take photos of my everyday life and post them on my profile. That's what I use my Instagram stories for. That's my strategy. Some people do whatever do that and that's totally fine. Um, I just don't and I I have no reason for it. That's just what I do. I like to be more spur of the moment and share things like that on my stories rather than on my profile. But it's important that you do do something on your stories because that's where people are going to and that's where they're flicking through constantly all day long. I mean, how long... How far can we get down the rabbit hole in the Instagram story bar? We can get really far, especially if we follow a lot of people. You're going to be like, who is this person and why are they so interesting? And that's how you get discovered. And it's important to keep updating your story so you stay up at the top of their screen towards the left. Those are going to be the most updated stories. And if they frequently watch you, your little cute face is going to be up at the top left which is important because it's always on their top of their mind. They always see you. It's triggering stuff and it's all good. I gave you five things, really fun things that you can do to market your business organically. Yes, I run ads when I launch. When I'm done launching, they're off and I go back to marketing organically. That's how I run my business. It's easy peasy. It's fun. I love it and it works. So, Let's review them one more time. Optimize your website, grow that community the way you want it to grow, provide value, go on Pinterest, get a business account, set up your profile, clean up your boards, join groups, join tribes, start sharing and pinning. Also, that last one, my favorite go to Instagram, optimize that profile too, make a click page for yourself, plan out your social media so you're staying consistent and you're being reliable. Go to those stories so people can get that sneak peek into your life, the behind the scenes of your business or whatever you do that's so special that you might not think is, but people really look forward to seeing. Not everything is a perfect Instagram flat lay photo. By showing people your world via stories, it gives people that, oh, she actually does have a messy kitchen sometimes or... She kind of looks like a crazy person, but she's talking about something that's really interesting, so fine. Um, That's just how stories are. That's how I treat my stories. I don't care how I look or how things are behind me. I don't care if my desk is a mess or if I got kids screaming in the background. If I have something important to say, I'm going to go on there and say it because I know that it, it will help somebody and that's all that I care about. So I want you, like I always say at the end of the episode, the things that I give you are not something you need to get done right now all at once. I want you to make a list of the five things that I gave you. Pick one and go and do that thing. Finish it and then pick another. We're going to do things one at a time in small steps. Keep things simple. We are not in a rush here. We're doing everything at our own pace and our own pace is perfect. Everything is perfect. You're doing everything exactly the way you're supposed to be doing it. Everything is going to work out just fine. Want 10 ways for you to start booking your dream clients? I created this workbook for you because I wanted to share my best tips on how I book mine. You're not going to believe how easy these are, and I know you'll be able to take my tips and put them into action ASAP so you can start working with your dream clients. To grab the workbook for free, all you have to do is go to lindsaymaloney.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. If you want to find out more information how you can work with me, just head on over to my website, lindsaymaloney.com. You will be able to see how you can work with me privately or in a group setting. I'm all about helping you start and scale your coaching business. So I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a rating and review. And if you want bonus points, Take a screenshot of a review and tag me on your Instagram story. I'd love to see it and share it with my audience. And plus, you don't want to miss another episode.